0: Amen. Why don't you take your seats? I feel like whenever you're in a moment where it's very obvious, like like God is always here, but sometimes you can feel it. You can really, really feel it. And I'm so honored to be able to share with you all tonight. It's always an incredible privilege to be here with you on the room and and our online campus tonight. And I wanted to start by sharing a story with you all. Because, I mean, I just like stories. I feel like everyone likes stories. Come on. Everybody loves a good story. And this is a story from my childhood. And it's one of those stories that I'm not sure that I remember myself. But it has been told to me so vividly again and again by my mum, that it's as if I was there. Do you guys have those where you were so young, you, there's no way you could remember, but you can see it. It's like a movie in your mind. This is one of those stories. And so I want to say I was about six or seven, and I don't know what I did, but I injured the heel of my foot like the heel, I don't know what I was doing, how I did it. All I knew was it was hurting. And so mum decided I needed to go to the doctors. And when we got there, um, one of the things the doctor said was, you know, if this is really bad, we might need to just put a cast on it. We'll just have to see. And one of my friends at school had just had a cast and crutches for like what felt forever. And I was like, no way is that happening to me. So I started going, no, I'm fine. Like, There's nothing wrong with my foot. I don't know what my mum's talking about. And mum was like, shh, shh. And she was telling him what happened and the injury that I had. And I was just completely, I was like, no, she's not telling you the truth. I'm fine. I'm fine. And now the doctor's going, well don't really know what to do. And I thought, I can show you. So I got up and I started jumping on the heel that my mom said I hurt, which actually hurt quite a fair bit. But I thought I was very believable. I was like, see, it doesn't even hurt. And I'm like hopping in the doctor's office. And it was, I thought, believable. And the doctor was like, well, it doesn't look like there's anything wrong. He was starting to get annoyed. I think he thought we were wasting his time, which is very fair as a medical professional. My mom just looked at him and she went, you are going to x-ray my daughter's foot and you're going to do it today. And so she likes to say this part very specifically. She says, and he looked at her and wrote, for the sake of the mother, we will get an x-ray. And so <laughs> we went and got the x-ray and this is the part that I love is where my mom says we all walked back into the doctor's office like when the reports had come back and he sat down with a smug look on his face ready to just laugh at my mum and my mum sat down just waiting because she knew and he pulled it out and sure enough I had fractured my heel quite badly and my mum just looked at him and I don't know what it is but mums just know is that a thing is that just me and she just knew and no matter how hard I tried it was very obvious that I had hurt myself And, you know, I have to wonder, sorry, I keep hearing this. Can anyone else hear that? Sorry. Um, I have to wonder sometimes why it is that we try and hide the fact that we're hurting. And I wonder if you've ever done that. Have you ever experienced yourself or have you ever hidden something that was actually causing you pain? And it's probably not an actual injury, like mine. It's probably not that you've broken your foot or you've injured your arm and you have no idea. I have a sense that tonight it's actually that there are people here with a hurt deep inside that they've been pushing down, that they've been trying to hide. The hurts that we bury that we think people can't see, the ones that we try and hide and ignore. And I think that These are the secret things. You know, we all have them. The things that we don't tell anybody. The worries, the fears, the anxiety, the exceptions to our hope. And I think that there's a few reasons that we do that. I think sometimes we hide what hurts us because we're afraid to admit what it was that hurt us. We are not sure if people are going to think that's silly or if it's not good enough. I think sometimes we're worried about what it's going to take to fix it. Like me, you don't want the foot cast and you can see what it's going to take to fix it. And so you just think this is much better off, out of sight, out of mind, buried deep down. And you know, sometimes I think just genuinely we hide things because we actually don't have hope that there is something we can do that there is a healing, that there is something that can change. But tonight, you know, I want to encourage you. This might so far sound a little bit gloomy, but this is a message of hope because I am convinced that God wants to heal every single part of our soul, of our being until there is nothing left. It's not about removing pain from our world. It's not about making life easy peasy so that nothing bad ever happens, but it's about living with a sense of peace and a healing in our soul that no matter what happens, we know who we are. We're whole. We're at peace with ourselves and we know that we're loved by God. And I'm convinced that he wants to transform someone's hurt here tonight. He wants to make it new, make them new and bring wholeness to them. And luckily for us, as much as we try and hide things, God, much like my mother at the doctor's, sees us. He knows us better than that. And in Psalm 139, verses 1 to 5, and all of my verses are in the Passion Translation, if you're interested in that, um, it says this. I'm going to take a sip of water first. It says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book. You know the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I'll take before my journey begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. You have laid your hand on me. And this is just too wonderful, deep and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. You know, I am convinced that if nothing else, if we leave here tonight with nothing else, I want you to know, oh, here we go. Well, I'm not going to leave that there. That would be horrific. Un memento, por favor. Oh, no. Can we give it up for Dave, please? Come on. That was a nice little, uh, that was just a nice little refresh. Now you're all going to get to learn that I talk with my hands, and when I make a point, I do this, and then you can't hear it. But don't worry, if it happens, I will repeat myself. Where were we? Yes. At the end of that verse how much God knows us, brings us wonder and strength. And, you know, I know that if nothing else, if we could leave here tonight just knowing that we are fully seen, knowing that we've not been forgotten or overlooked, knowing that even the things we try to hide, the things we try to bury, that we just think no one will ever fully know us, God fully knows you. God fully knows you. He's aware of every single part of you. And you know what that means? That means that in the Bible, when it says that God loves you, that God has forgiveness for you, that he has mercy, that he has grace, that every single promise about who God is, who Jesus is, was made in full awareness of who you are. God is not a slave to time. It's not that a a couple thousand years ago, Jesus came and he told everyone how much he loved them and what was going to happen and that... It was all going to be great when people believed in him, they were going to be forgiven and loved. But then a couple thousand years later, you were born and things have gone you know, up and down and you've finally made the one mistake that Jesus just did not expect to happen. It's not like that. He's known you in your past, your present, and your future. And so every promise in the Bible is made to you, knowing everything about you. And that encourages me. Like if I leave with nothing else, I'm, I'm going to have a better week, a better year, a better life, just knowing that when I read something in the Bible, it's not God talking to me without knowing me. But I want us to leave with more than that. Because I think the most exciting thing or the thing that spoke to me when i read that knowing how well god knows me is that then there's literally nothing that he can't heal in my heart if he knows every aspect of my being then he is able to impact and transform every aspect of my being so i want to encourage us tonight when if you have a hurt if you have a pain if there are things buried deep down God is able to transform that. God is able to take your pain and bring purpose and promise. He's going to bring joy. He's going to bring love and he's going to bring mercy and forgiveness. And so I think we should take a deep breath because it is good to start the night knowing that God loves you in full awareness of who you are and everything you've done, everything you will do but that he still wants to call us to something more. Because he doesn't just want to know us. He does want to transform us. He wants to lead us to purpose. And the end of that Psalm in 139, it says this, "'God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. "'Examine me through and through. "'Find out everything that might be hidden within me. "'Put me to the test and sift through "'all of my anxious cares.'" See if there's any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious everlasting way. The path that brings me back to you. I think that's the journey that we need tonight. I think we need to get back to the path that brings us to God. The path that leads us away from pain and anxious cares. The path that leads to love and transformation and it's in Jesus. And so the, the only thing that I could think of to name my message tonight was hide and seek. Partly because that's fun. And this is a little bit deep in a sense. So I think we need a little bit of fun. So hide and seek, yay, good childhood memories. But it's more than that. Because I think when you need to remember something important, it's good to have triggers or good to have, not a mantra, but what I want us to remember is that if we hide, someone has to seek. It's the natural opposite end of the scale. For things that are hidden, the opposite is the one who seeks. And so tonight, we're going to look at how we can receive and access all of the goodness and the love and the transforming nature of who Jesus is. And because it's the hidden things, what we need to do is we need to seek. And there are probably a multitude of things we need to seek, but I want to just focus on two of them. And so tonight, I want to talk about seeking God and seeking purpose. And so for me, let's start with seeking God. I know I have really underestimated the power of intimacy with God in my life, of what it means to pray in quiet by myself, to worship, to read my Bible, to actually get to know God. I have underestimated that in my life time and time again. And, you know, the Bible makes it very clear. God is fully aware of who we are. He knows everything about us. And so if we want to grow in intimacy with God, it's not because of something he's not doing. It's because of something we're not doing. He knows us already. We're the ones who need to take that step and actually get to know God. And in Philippians, it says this. It says, In chapter four, verse six and seven, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests to God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life and then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. Jesus knows you, but he also wants you to talk to him. It says, tell me every detail of your life. Just because he knows you doesn't mean you play a part in the relationship. That's where peace is found. If you're hurting and you seek peace, you need to seek God. You need to talk to him about what's going on. There's something, and I can't explain it because it's God, but there's something that happens when we open up to God. There's something that takes place because peace is there. It's not something that we somehow need to create ourselves, it's there. It's like that saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. I'm I'm almost sure that's a saying. But if I put, (laughs) if you were really thirsty and I put water here, and I said, alas, now you are hydrated, and you could sit there and go, no, I'm not. But I've given you the free gift of water. Oh, well, I'm still thirsty. Okay, well, then get up And grab a glass. We God has given us peace. It's there, it's waiting for us. But we need to step up, we need to grab a hold of it and actually engage it the way that Jesus has told us to. We need to seek God and He's not forceful. God doesn't believe in making us do things. We have a free will. He's not looking to push anyone, He's not looking to intimidate or to threaten. God is a God of patience and kindness, and he respects the time it takes you. But I want to encourage you, don't wait until you're at breaking point. Don't wait until it's so unbearable that you finally take a step towards him. Start seeking him now. You can live in peace long before you find yourself at breaking point. And you know, sometimes there are moments where it's really hard to come to God. I know that I have definitely been there where you're like, even if I got to the point of praying, I don't even know what I would say. I don't even know what I need. I just know that something's not right. And I want to share this verse with you in Romans eight twenty six. It says, And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray or know the best things to ask for. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf, pleading with God, emotional sighs too deep for words. You know, when it's too much for you, when you don't know what to say or what to ask for, All you need to do is just pray that the Holy Spirit would help you because that's what He's there for. That's that's who the Holy Spirit is. If you don't know, if you can't fathom it, if all you can do is say, Holy Spirit, help, which is a very easy sentence. Do you know that that's enough in those moments? God is powerful. Holy Spirit is powerful. Jesus is powerful. There's no blockage because you don't know what to say or what you need. All you need to do is make that step to ask for help, to seek. That's what this is. It's saying seek out the Holy Spirit when you don't know how to pray, when you don't know what you need, when you don't know anything, seek out God, ask the Holy Spirit for help. And I want to encourage you to do that because I've found it so helpful sometimes just to go like, Holy Spirit, help me, please. And then know that that's enough. The weight's not on me to find the right word, to find the right recipe. I don't need to know what to ask God. I just need to know that the Holy Spirit is there for me. And so I want to encourage you with that. We need to seek God and I encourage you to do it before you get desperate for it. But if you are desperate for it, let this be the water that hydrates you. Let this be the hope for your spirit. It is there for you. And so the second thing that I think we need to seek is purpose. You know, have you ever heard someone say, God makes all things for good? Like, maybe not. God makes all things for good, which I've heard that. Oh, God turns everything to good. Everything that happens to you can be made to good, which is a really nice sentiment when you're not really struggling with something. It's like, that's so nice, but I would really not like to hear that right now. It's like when someone's in pain and someone says, oh, yeah, I've felt that too. Thank you for sharing, but that's not really going to help me right now. But I want to revisit the verse because I think that we misunderstand the point of it. I don't think God's ever here just to say, don't worry, it'll get better. I think there's more depth to God than that. And in Romans eight twenty eight, it says this, so we are convinced that in every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. And so the God that knows your past, your present, your future is the God who is uniquely designing the purpose for your life. And there's goodness to be found there. There's healing to be found there. There's transformation to be found there. So if you're hurting, it might pay you to seek out the purpose that God is calling you to. Not because it's going to make sense to you that that would bring healing. But because it's in the purpose of what Jesus calls us to that we find his goodness, that we find the things that we long for, that we find healing. I know for me, when I was struggling with anxiety, I could hardly look at people, or like make eye contact with them at church, and I'll just want to throw up. Like, all I thought was, well, I need to fix my anxiety. That's what I need, that's my healing. But what I actually needed was to find what I was purposed to, because as I started to just trust God and take steps that my anxiety certainly wasn't ready for, and I certainly wasn't ready for, I started to all of a sudden just be healed in the smallest, most simple ways. And then you look back a couple months, a year, five years, and you're speaking on a platform to so many people, and you don't feel sick, a little bit nervous, but not sick. And you start to realize that when you get into your purpose, God brings healing. And it's not always instant. It's not always in a moment. Sometimes you don't even know what happened. You're like, no one ever prayed for me, Sarah, anxiety, go away. Because it was hidden. But somehow here I am. And so I want to encourage you. We need to be seeking God continually, but we need to seek His purpose for our lives because it's on that journey that His goodness flows. And so I want to just ask us a couple questions tonight just to help us understand what the next step is from understanding this and how we can sort of apply that into our lives from tonight. And the first question I want to ask is, is there something right now that you need to share with God? Have you been trying to convince yourself that you're okay with something that actually hurts you? It's okay that sometimes we've buried stuff. Sometimes we might not be ready to handle things, but there needs to come a point where we are ready to give God the opportunity to come in and heal that because He wants you to be whole. He wants you to be whole. And the fact that he says that we can be whole in the world that we live in means it doesn't mean you. if you get hurt, you can't be whole. It means that you need Jesus to be whole. And so what do we need to start sharing with God? And the second question, am I seeking God? Do you take the time to pray, to ask the question, to even maybe just say to God, I think I need to work on this and I'm really nervous. And maybe that's the extent of it, but that's a step towards seeking Him. God's not interested in knocking the doors down and blowing everything wide open. He is patient and kind and gentle. But we need to take those steps of faith and be brave because what's on the other side is God's goodness. And am I seeking the purpose Jesus is calling me to? Have you even asked the question, You know, what is it that I'm called to? Because let me tell you, God has called you to something. Don't ever think that you're not called. Don't ever think you don't have a greater purpose because you do. One single person can change the lives of tens, twenties, hundreds, thousands, millions of people. And to think that just because one changes a million lives and one changes 10 is crazy to think that they're not as equally important as each other. So start seeking your purpose, even if you think you have a small influence. Start seeking your purpose. If you have a massive influence, start seeking your purpose because you're not just going to find what God's called you to, but I am convinced that you are going to find a lot of healing and a lot of breakthrough and you're going to see your life transformed. And do you trust and have faith? or oh, sorry. Do I trust? You say you to you. I'll say I to me. Do I trust and have faith that as I seek God, As I seek the purpose He's called to me, that I will live with unexplainable peace in my heart. Not that bad things won't happen to you. I'm not going to promise that because I know that that's not true. But we can still live with peace. We can still live with purpose no matter what. And are you willing to allow God to transform the hurt in your life into the promise and plan He has for you? And this can be the scariest part is asking yourself, am I actually willing? Because a lot of the time we want something, but whether we're willing to actually start moving towards it is a completely different question. I would love to be able to run a marathon just to be able to say that. But there is no way that I am taking any steps to getting towards that anytime soon. We can want things, but are we actually willing to let God come in and transform them in our life? Because this is a journey and God's not going to rush you. But when He promises hope and peace and wholeness, it's worth asking the question. It's worth even going, well, what do I need to do to be ready? Maybe I'm not there yet, but maybe I can take one small step to get my way there. Because you've got a lifetime. God's not going to rush you. He doesn't need you to be amazing tomorrow. You can take your time. It took me like three years to get, I don't know, anywhere. But it was worth it. And God was patient with me. And so I want to encourage you, if we can really understand and appreciate who God is and how He knows us and the plan He has for us, we can trust that the plan He has is for our good. Finding your purpose is finding the thing you were literally designed by the hand of God to do. And I'm sure that there would be nothing more satisfying in your life than that. But I want to encourage you tonight and maybe if we could all stand right now I think more than purpose right now, I feel like God really wants to work in some people's hearts. Maybe I didn't go into many examples of the type of hurt, but I don't think I really need to. I think as I've shared, you probably would know if there's something that's been weighing on your soul, if there's something that you've been worried about or anxious, something that you've been trying to ignore. I think that you know exactly what it is and I don't need to have examples. God is speaking to you already And I just want to pray over that tonight because I really genuinely believe God wants you to walk out of here full of hope and full of peace and knowing that He can change that hurt. He can transform it. He can have you feeling like a whole new creation, the new creation that you actually are in Him. And so I just want to pray if we could close our eyes right now. Father God, I just thank You for every person here And I thank you that each of us has been designed and purposed so uniquely and so individually, God. And I pray that right now you would start to fill us with that sense of peace as we take this moment, even a small moment to seek you right now, God. Maybe to offer up the thing that we've been hiding, the thing that we've been trying to bury. God, this is a small moment where we can start that process. And I pray that each and every person here would feel that peace would feel that healing, no matter how small or how big. I pray that you would plant the seed that you are only just getting started tonight. That you are only just getting started in the incredible things you're going to do in each and every one of our lives, God. And I pray that you would help us to find our purpose. I thank you that you promise to meet us when we take a step of faith. I pray you would fill our hearts with courage that as we move towards you, you are gonna reveal things to us. You are gonna make known the things that we've been created for. And God, we just thank you for that. We thank you and we're grateful in your name, in Jesus' name. And you know, right now, while we're all here, I'd love to just touch on anyone who maybe is here and hasn't been in a church environment before, maybe isn't aware of, God and maybe has never heard of Him as having a purpose for their life or wanting to heal the hurts of their heart, I just want to encourage you that He is here for you and that it's as simple as just saying, God, I need you. It's as simple as just seeking. That small moment of seeking that we talked about, you can do that right now. Um, And I'm going to let you do that in your own time. And Pastor Levi is going to share what your next step could be if that's you. But I just don't want you to move past this moment if that is on your heart tonight. But for all of us, I hope that you're encouraged. I hope that hide and seek in the sense has reminded you not to leave things so hidden because God can actually change that situation. He can transform things. He is an amazing God, a God of hope and a God of life. So good? So good.